listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Throw in $5 on an NFL game, and if either team scores, you get $100 in free plays. All right, joined by Mr. Triple Double, Mr. Pac-12 Network commentator, lawyer. Matt, did I miss anything out there and be honest with you because I know you're a modest guy? No, that, that's, how, that's a perfect introduction. Thanks, Mike. Always, always fun to be on with you. Always, always. So I want to take people back, and this is about during the first game of the season. And granted, I know generally during the game, Matt Mulebach is busy doing, you know, things like calling the game. But I texted you and I said, you know, I know the team they're playing isn't any good, but this team is, this looks like a top 25 type team to me right here. And you responded back pretty quickly and you said, yeah, they're legit. And people, I think, say like they try to kind of minimize the competition. But Matt, you've been around basketball enough that you know it when you see it, when a team, how they look. And what do you see seeing them up close? What do, what jumps out to you immediately? Well, um, <clears throat> I think a few things, really. So, uh, you know, what I was noticing, well, first of all, they have talent. I mean, they, right. they legitimately have some talent. They've got some guys that, um, you know, I think they've got a couple NBA guys, if not more. Um, but whether they're NBA or not, they have legitimate you know, college talent guys that are going to play at the next level somewhere. Um, you know, you don't always know how NBA stuff goes for guys, but they have guys that can play at the next level professionally somewhere. And so that to me is, you know, just the, the sort of number one thing you look for. Do they have that that baseline talent? I think I think the other thing you look for, you know, Mike, is just chemistry. And I will say this, that, um, you know, you got to be careful about you know, pronouncing a team as, you know, unbelievable chemistry in November, because, you know, when you're winning by 40 and 50, it's easy to have good chemistry. Um, But there was something that I saw with them that, that that was just, you know, sort of joyful and having fun. And um, there, there seems to be an energy um, around this team that I, that I haven't seen in a few years. And, you know, sometimes, and coaches try everything they can to do it, right. They try to create culture and, and I talk to coach, I say, can you create culture? And they've said, you know, coaches believe they can, but a lot of it too is just organic. It just happens or it doesn't. And right. there seemed to be some really good chemistry on this team, guys, you know, cheering for each other, rooting for each other, the way they play, just their spirit seemed really good to me. Um, and then the other thing is, I think Tommy Lloyd's done a, tr- a great job. I mean, I just, right. the way they're playing seems to fit who they have. And, um, you know, actually, I did a game last night um, against uh, Arizona against North Dakota State, mm-hmm. and their coach for North Dakota State has a saying that says, "We don't we don't need nice guys; we need the right guys." Exactly. And I really it is a great is a great statement, and I, I really believe programs and coaches need players that really fit them and the program and what they do. So, the same guy that might be a great player at Arizona might might, might not be the right guy at Syracuse or whatever it might be for whatever reason. Um, and I feel like these Arizona guys, like they want to be here. Justin Kyer, I've said this story a couple times on the air. I mean, the guy, like he said, I, I loved his saying, he said, I wanted to go to a basketball school. I was at Georgia. It's a football school that I wanted to go to a basketball school. And so there's a lot of that running around the team right now. And so to me, as you said, sometimes you don't really, you can't quantify it. Um, you just see it. And, and for me, it looks really good on this team right now. 
Yeah, and growing up here, and basically every ever since the uh, New Orleans game with, and I tell this story all the time with the on the Chris Mills team, I've seen every U of A game, and this <laughs> was really the first time in about gee, since basically loot towards the towards the end where Arizona and again Sean Miller did some really really good things, so not disputing that at all. I'm just talking stylistically. This was the first time that I've seen where it looked like Arizona had has athletes, and they say, you know what. We're going to exert this on you. We're going to push this forward on you. And you know what? It's shown in those three games, Matt, where you've gotten on those runs that Loot was so famous for that you were part of. You know where you, you go to you go to the bathroom or something, and you come back, and the score was twenty-one to nineteen, and now it's thirty-five to twenty-one yeah. or something like that. This is the first time that I've really seen that in a long time, and it just looks like a habit. It looks like a mantra that these guys are living by. It's, it's a great point. Um, I remember, I think it was the guy that I think coined that phrase was Jason Capono for UCLA. Mm-hmm. And he was playing in McHale, and I think he called it the run of death. Right. And, you know, for years, Lute's team had that ability. I think Sean Miller's team really had that ability in 14 and 15, those two teams that probably could have won the whole thing. And a lot of it was created by their defense, of course. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this team, this Arizona team this year, I think – they're really balanced on offense and defense. I mean, they have a lot of talent on defense. They have guys that will dig in and play. They've got tremendous length. You know, Coloco, it's not just Coloco, and he's been really good so far, but, right. you know, Dale and Terry's super long. You got athletes out there. Um, they can go small, sort of a, a big, small lineup is what I call it. Um and then they have guys that absolutely can finish. I mean, it's just I don't have to go through all the names, but Matherin and and Tabellus, you know, um, th- those guys running the lanes are going to finish, you know, most of the time. And you know, when I talk to these, when I talk to other coaches, and I'll go back, I'll go back to, I'll go back. Actually, I should have mentioned this last night, but I go back to the, the North Dakota State game. Mm-hmm. Uh, last night, when I talked to their coach before the game, I said, you know, what jumped out at you on, on the film? He goes, honestly, he goes, it looks like I was watching a tape of Gonzaga. Like wow. he said, the way That's they play, thing. yeah, the way they play, the, the 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 speed at which they play, how fast they transition, the athletes they have. And he said, now, granted, Gonzaga right now is number one or number mm-hmm. two, depending on which poll. And, you know, Arizona's not there yet, but he said, just that type of game and what I look like. It's a huge compliment, obviously, to Tommy Lloyd. Matt, there's a lot, not many times that people like admitting on air that they're wrong about something, but you know what? I'm about to do this. Um, <laughs> the first and foremost, I always thought that Christian Coloco could be a solid player, but I always thought he was going to be somewhat limited by his hands. And what I mean by that is that generally hands are something that for a big man, you're just kind of born with. Now you can get better at it, you know, but a lot of times you look at a guy, you know, you look at an Ed Stokes, you look at a Caleb Tarzuski. Those were very good college players, no doubt, but you know, the hands were never a strong suit, no matter how hard they worked. Coloco is a different beast right here, Matt. He struggled with his hands a couple times this year, but right now, this is a guy that not only when Tommy Lloyd said he looks like an all conference player, a defensive player of the year candidate. This is something this is a metamorphosis that I didn't see coming. Yeah, and they go back to the hands thing. I think, you know, to some degree you're right. I mean, it's almost like jumping, right? You you've got a you've got a ceiling on your vertical. You can improve it, 
But, right. you know, you're not going to become, you know, Kobe Bryant the next day, right? Or That mule box not turning into uh, Vince Carter. Hassan Adams. Hassan <laughs> Adams, that's right. right. And so, you know, but I, I think, here's what I think is interesting. I talked to um, to Jack Murphy before last year. And it was like right before one of the first games and, and we were talking about the team and stuff. And I, I said, you know, who are some of the guys that have impressed you? He goes, well, I think Coloco is going to be really incredible this year and, you know, potential defensive player of the year, all the things we're seeing, you know, really 12 months later. Mm-hmm. And I think for him, it was, it, it maybe wasn't that he had bad hands or it just so much of it was just confidence, right? Just right. not being in the right position, and so it looked like like maybe some things that, like you said, he had a ceiling on some areas where it was confidence. He, he didn't have the offseason, didn't have the weight room, didn't have all that, you know, work in the lane. And and, and I think now it, it, it took him a year to kind of get all that. He's had that offseason. He's got the new coach in terms of just new style. I think he loves running. Um, he can get up and down. And I think so much of it to me, Mike, it's just confidence, man. He just he believes now who who he is. And I think. I think you're seeing that in how he does everything, whether it's with his hands or the way he runs. Um, I think just his his pose. And by the way, he's trying to dunk everything, which I love. I right? love I, I love that. I it's, that to me is really when you see a big man reach his full conf- confidence peak because you see a lot of guys that are seven foot and they're trying to kind of flip it in the Vlade Divots type thing. I <laughs> yeah, just a soul. Yes, yes, exactly. I just love it when you get the ball and you know what? I'm going to dunk this. And if I have to break your arm going into the rim to dunk it, it's the old Shaquille O'Neal thing. Don't make this more complicated than it is type thing. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And that's what he's been doing. It's just that confidence has translated into so many different things that he's done well. I mean, he hit a three. He took another three last night. I mean, he looks smooth too. I know it looks good. And actually the, the three he took last night, there was a mini hesitation before he took it. And I right. think that's why he was short on the shot. Cause I'm not sure that he has the total green light, but it was wide open. He took it, but he's got skills, man. And he, I, I, the other thing I mentioned, I mentioned this on the air uh, a couple games ago, but I was really, to me, I get impressed. Like I'll talk to the managers or the strength and conditioning coaches. A lot of times like, Hey, what kind of guy is he? And I thought it was really cool that Chris Rounds, strength and conditioning coach, one of the first guys he came out of his mouth. I said, you know, who's who's been impressed you with how he works in the weight room? Not not basketball, not his jump shot, not any of that stuff. Just how does he work? Right. And, you know, he mentioned a few guys and Coloco was one of the first guys he mentioned, which to me, that says a lot about him. All right. Something also that says a lot, though, is DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now, here's the deal. Put down $5 on an NFL game. If either team scores and you're a new customer, you get $100 in free plays. Give you an idea right here. Matt Muehlbach is a Kansas City Chiefs fan. If Matt (laughs) Muehlbach was new to DraftKings, he could bet on his Chiefs to score a point. And guess what, Matt? Even though you guys haven't been, I think, what people thought, you'd probably score a point. You'd probably get that free $100. That's right. Yeah, and here's the deal. So 21 and up, Arizona only. Gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. $1 wager required. Eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And you know what? Throw something in on those Kansas City Chiefs. You can get them right now at probably a pretty good rate. 
Okay, Matt, let's move on to uh, let's move on to some of the other guys that have really stuck out to me. And number two, and this is a kid that I first saw as a freshman at Corona del Sol, and that's Dalen Terry. And I think sometimes when you get guys that come in, and I don't think this is a secret, Dalen's not a great shooter. And people immediately say, oh, well, you know what? He can't score. He's a liability. Yes, Dalen Terry's not a great shooter, but you know what he can do? He can do literally everything else. He is... He's kind of a hybrid type to me, almost. And again, I don't want to say that he's going to reach these levels, but he's got a little bit of Iguodala. He's got a little bit of Rondé Hollis Jefferson and that he's super long. He's legitimately 6'7", 6'8". He can handle. He's not. A, doesn't have point handles, but he's got kind of that one-and-a-half handle right there. He's a passer defensively, rebounding. He can do a lot of different things out there, and all of these good teams always have somebody like that, Matt. They do, yeah, and I think I think Iguodala is a good comparison. Um, I was I was this summer I was somewhere and I remember getting a. T- I don't remember um, you know Terry being like super bouncy last year. I mean, good athlete, but I think I think he had some something going on. He was injured slightly with something, and I got a text this summer from a colleague of mine that works at Pac-12, Eldridge Rakasner. Mm-hmm. And he, Washington he said, finest. Washington guy. And he texts me and he said, Hey, your, your boy Terry's playing up here in the, uh, in the summer league, that pro summer league they have up there. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of great players. Um, and it's, uh, and he's, and I said, Oh yeah, yeah. He goes, by the way, he just had the best dunk of the whole league. Like the whole, like whatever, three weeks of their league, it was the best. I said, really? He said, yeah, he like, he went through the lane. He like took it around his back. He threw it off the backboard in the game, and and basically like jumped over two guys. Wow! I said, man, I don't remember that. And he goes, that that dude has crazy bounce. So I asked Dalen about it before the season. Right. He had a big smile on his face. He's like, man, I remember that. He goes, I'll never forget that. And he goes, just the way the guy came and I put on the back. So, you know, I think Iguodala. Iguodala had bounce. He had length. He was built. Uh, Terry's kind of built like him. Mm-hmm. I think Iguodala at this stage was a little better shooter, but still right. not not maybe a knockdown a guy at that point. And Iguodala had the thing that Iguodala had more than anything that anybody had really at that at, with those kind of measurements and skills was basketball IQ. I mean, he's like the smartest guy in the NBA today. And I think Terry is a guy that could grow into that. I think he's a smart player. Um, and I'll tell you what's helped him is in Tommy Lloyd's offense, everybody gets to get into the pick and roll. And, you know, mm-hmm. last year was a lot of, you know, just because of the, the personnel, and I'm not, you know, criticizing anybody, it was just Akinjo was kind of a guy that handled the ball a lot. He was the main pick and roll guy. I think with this offense, you know, numerous guys have the chance to get in the pick and roll. And so you see Terry get into the pick and roll um, as well as other guys. And the other thing that I would mention too is I just have been impressed with his spirit. Yes, the way yes. he plays. His energy and his spirit and his his joy of playing has been contagious to me with the rest of the team. He's got a little bit of that Jason Terry, Reggie Geary yeah. enthusiasm. Yeah, where he does. There's nothing fake about it. It's just kind of kid spontaneity out there, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Yeah. And no, it's 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 fun to see. And he's you have to have that, you know, you have to have guys like that. And, and, um, and I think he's been, I think he's truly been a leader on this team because of it. Okay. So let's get to, we got a bunch of questions coming, coming in here. We got Andre Veras says first, uh, he says, Matt, after watching the first couple games, 
What concerns you about this team? We might have to wait until after the weekend to answer this question, but we don't have to wait because we got Matt on right now. <laughs> well, I mean, I think I think it's just they have they have not hit a speed bump. I think it's a good question, right? Um, they haven't had adversity, right? And and I think I, I'm not saying it's it's a little concern because they just haven't had it. So what happens when a team has adversity? And you know. Uh, you know, Michigan or Wichita State goes on a 12-0 run and you're down, you know, 15 to, to four. Right. Um, and how do you react to that as a team? You know, how do you keep things together? How do you keep kind of the process moving? So it concerns me from the standpoint they just haven't had it yet. I don't I don't think they're they're battle tested yet. Right. Um, and, and again, what teams are. Right. I mean, right. they're just they're, all these teams are now just getting into that, getting into the. Thanksgiving tournaments and so forth. So I think that's going to be a key to see how they react to that. Okay. Now, now let me ask you, now let me ask you this then. So you look around and you, you watched a lot of PAC 12 basketball right now, Oregon, Oregon's going to be fine. They obviously got smashed last night, but they usually struggle a little bit out of the gate. UCLA is really, really good, obviously, but I look at it and to me, at least there's four teams in the conference right now that are kind of head and shoulders above everybody. It's UCLA, Oregon, Arizona, and SC. Do you kind of see it that way or is there someone I'm missing? I, I see it that way. I, I think there is someone you might be missing. What's that? Um, and I think it's Washington State. Okay. Um, I think it's going to be interesting to see how they how they do here in the next month or so. Um, they've got, you know, Abagidi. Mm-hmm. I think is a next level pro prospect and, no and can play in the pros. He might be the best athlete in the entire conference. He's, I think he's, he is the best. Yeah. I would agree with yeah, that. Yeah. Insane. And you know, no, we saw what happened with Noah Williams last year, him just blowing up in terms of scoring the ball. I, and I'll be honest, I have not seen the two new guys they have. Um, they have two new players that have, have been putting up some points um, and they just, they just have some guys now they have six, seven, eight guys that can play. And I'll, the, the other thing I'll mention I've been around that coach, Kyle Smith. Mm-hmm. He is he's one of the top three or four coaches in the Pac-12. He is honestly really, really good. So I couldn't agree. With I would more. throw them in because of because of a couple, I think, high-end players and, and the coaching, and I think they've got it going a little bit. So we'll see if they can win those high-level games, right? To beat Arizona, right. to beat Oregon, to you know, maybe beat UCLA, teams like that. They'll have to because it because I think they're not going to sneak up on people now. People know that they've got a chance to be pretty good. But right. I would throw them in the mix. I think what's exciting and what's kind of intriguing about uh, Arizona this year, Matt, is that they can kind of mix and match. You look at it, Arizona can go tall or can go big if you need. They can go small if you need. There's not really a team or a – and again, I'm not trying to make them out like they're Gonzaga because, as you correctly pointed out, they're not. But yeah. there isn't really a personnel group that I look at on paper and say, oh, gosh, we don't match up well with them. There, I, I don't see that just because of the the components that the Wildcats have in play. Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, they've got they've got nine, ten deep um, and all of those nine, ten are good. Um, they all can play roles. You know, back to your your previous um person that asked the question, I guess another concern I would have, I didn't mention this, is just, you know, backup point guard. Um, yeah. You know, who plays that position? I didn't, I, you know, and I, I think they have a number of guys that can, and I think they can just play guards. I don't think they have to have necessarily a point guard when Crease is on the bench, but they can, I mean, Kyer can do it. Um, you know, I think, I think Dalen Terry can do it. I think Matherin can do it, but I, you know, I, I love, you're right. Their combinations 
are Tommy Lloyd's got, it's, it's gotta be fun going in the lab and just saying, Hey, if I put this guy and that guy, and you can put any of the three bigs, um, you know, Coloco and Balo or, or uh, Tabellas, you can put any of them at the five and then literally put whoever else you want one through four. Right. And the other thing, the advantage they have is they have such versatile guys. You know, we just mentioned Terry, you know, talking about, you know, Kyer, um, I mean, they can all, they can switch screens. Um, they can switch all day long. I mean, it's just, it, they all can play. You know, I didn't mention Aiken, obviously Aiken can switch one through five. Right. For sure. There's a, uh, there's a great point in Dalen Ter- or excuse me, a uh, KB Thiel says in here, he says, Dalen is kind of a Swiss army knife. Love what he's done so far. And that Lloyd, Lloyd really seems to know how to use him. I think to kind of piggyback on your point, Matt, I think that's a little bit of this entire team right there and that there's a lot of Swiss Army knives out there. Maybe not guys that can do five different things well, but guys that are very versatile and can do a lot of different stuff. Yeah, I think I think Terry leads that group um, for sure. And again, Aiken is right there as well. Aiken, Aiken can play almost right. every position. He can probably on offense play two through five. On defense, I think he can play one through five. Um you know, and I, I, I think there's a number. Obviously, you know, Ball is going to play one position, but right. you know, most most of the other guys, Matherin can he can go wherever he wants. I mean, he's so athletic. Um, you know, I just I think it's interesting. I I'll tell you the other guy too. I've been impressed with so far is Creesa. You know, mm-hmm. no doubt he he didn't you know he didn't play a lot last year, and 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 when we saw him play, he was really off the ball with a Kinjo, right. so we didn't really know what he could do as a point. Um, and he's gosh, he's scrappy. He's he's not afraid of the moment. Um, and I re- he's just he's a rhythm shooter. He really shoots it well. Right. All right. One other thing too before we let Matt go because I want to pick a, I want to pick one last topic off his brain. But again, as we talked about, DraftKings Sportsbook app code word PHNX. Throw down five dollars on an NFL game. You're a new customer. You get $100 in free plays if they score. It's too bad DraftKings wasn't back around when uh, Matt Mulebach was playing or when Luke was here because, you know what, a lot of those over-unders would have been smashed pretty quickly there, Matt. Yeah, back in the day, you only got free pizza if you got 100 points. I see these teams now with 70 or 80 getting the free pizza. It cracks me up all the time because I'm thinking to myself, man, I grew up where if we didn't get 100 points, it's like, what the heck's going on out here? I mean, it was a disappointment. So, yeah. Keep the free pizza stuff. It should be for 100 points. That's right. Yeah. So, again, DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. All right, Matt. And, again, really appreciate Matt coming on the AZ Wildcats podcast. Great thing here at PHNX. Got a lot of the best guests and nobody better than Matt Muehlbach. We even had KO on who was live streaming as he was driving on the 405. <laughs> of course. You're not gonna get him you're not gonna get him in a regular setting. So uh no, no, I'm not for sure. Hey, and by the way, by the way, I gave you a KO reference last night in the game. You did oh, and did you see my text to you? I yep. saw it. Oh, yep. I was very Phil the what was the KO reference again now? Because I was listening, but then I just I heard it and then I messaged you. I'm like, I saw that KO reference. Well, we had we a uh, uh, coach Robinson was an assistant when I, when I was a freshman on the '88 team at, with Cornell. We played them, and Ko and Tony McAndrews did a little good cop bad cop for us the night before the game. McAndrews gave the old "You guys aren't ready. You're not focused. You're not prepared," and stormed out of the room. And we're like, "What are you talking about? You know, we're one seed. We're playing the 16." And then Ko came in and gave the, you know, sort of the good cop. Like, if you guys don't win, you you got to walk home. So Ko was the good cop. Well, I was going to say, now that I'm saying that, it was it was a bad cop, bad cop. 
<laughs> it was two bad cops. <laughs> <laughs> right. It was now, the only time in history KO was the good cop. Ever. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say, right? I'm watching it. I'm like, hmm. All right. That's well, yeah, I would love to see the good cop of KO. Um, that's right. W- one thing that uh, one thing that was funny is uh, uh, I was able to have a couple beer, a couple drinks with uh, uh, Coach and uh, Anthony Jamino in Los a- or in Las Vegas a couple years ago. I'll say this: Coach can really, Coach can really handle himself. And uh, we talked about it on the podcast, but he must have had seven in about an hour and a half mixed drinks. And he's like, all right, guys, I'm out of here. I'm bored. I'm going home. And it's like, <laughs> all right, see you, coach. But Matt, I wanted to pick, I wanted to bring up one other thought real quick here. So I'll, a lot of times going into the season, and this is always something that I kind of joke with uh, growing up, that you would hear Lute, Lute and Miller would say so much of the same thing that and I think a lot of coaches want to do this, where they say, we're going to go 10 deep this year. And, you know, I mean, that's cool if you can, but a lot of times if you're getting really deep into the bench, you're kind of dealing with a little bit of roster filler, not necessarily guys that can't play, but guys that are maybe a little bit too young, brought in for different purposes, whatever the case may be. This is a little bit unique, though, because I think you've got a hard and fast eight guys eight and a half really. And the rotation's almost already set, maybe with minutes being, you know, divvied out a little differently on a game to game basis, but Kerr's going to play. Um, Dale and Terry's going to play. Ben's going to play. Azulis is going to play. Coloco's going to play. Kyer, Larson, and uh, Kim Aiken are all going to play. And depending on the matchup, you got Umar Ballo in there as well. So that is really your rotation. I don't see really but anybody jumping in or jumping out. Am I wrong? Yeah, no, I think right now you're right. I think that is, um, you know, could could Adama Ball, um, could could uh, Noel, Shane Noel, you know, get some minutes? I think it's possible they could if they keep improving or, mm-hmm. you know, somebody's in foul trouble or gets hurt. But I, I, I think you're right on that eight and a half. And, and I think – I've actually been really impressed with Balo so far. I have too. I have too. Very impressed with him. Um, I thought he was a, a total project. Right. And he's not. I mean, he he can absolutely play. I think he's going to help him. Again, situationally, there might be some games that, you know, just for whatever reason, not going to fit his game and others that will. Um, so, and I think, you know, even if those two freshmen I, I talked about don't play, I think Tommy will do a good job saying, hey, your time will come. Right. And and be patient. It's going to come for those two guys. Noel's a terrific defender. He might get in a game and guard, have to guard somebody. But I think you're right. I think the roles right now, I, I've seen a few teams already early this year where it's, it's problematic because nobody knows who's going to play. you got tons of transfers, um, and it's really difficult on coaches. But this team, for whatever reason, it's kind of the puzzle seems to fit pretty early. We just on on a parting note, we just had another comment come in, and I'm, I apologize we couldn't get to all of them. Um, Matt, what do you think of the transfer portal? What's your ta- what's your take? Good for college basketball, bad? What do you think? Well, I'm okay with it because I think it 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 you know it's probably frustrating for the fans um, at times, and maybe because you hit, there's a guy that you know you get to like as a as a fan and he's gone, or it might be frustrating for the coaches because it's not easy to roster manage coaches mm-hmm. now. Like one of the highest boxes for them is roster management. Right. Um, but I'm okay with it because I feel like it puts more power back in the players. I agree. And for years and years and years, the players have been the, the people that have the least power. And right. so because of that, I, 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 I'm I okay with it. I do think players 
probably, you know, make decisions too quickly and don't mm-hmm. think about they, they get impatient. But you know what? They, they, it at least gives them the ability and the power to to uh, explore those options. So I'm, I'm good with it. He's Matt Mulebach. Matt, um, as always, you are uh, you're one of my favorite people in the entire media. Blessed to have you on, my man, and I'd love to do this again here shortly. Yeah, same with you, Mike. I always appreciate you. Uh, always love being on your shows. Love the beard, too. Keep it up. I- I'm going to keep the beard going, and you know what? You're going to still get a random text during the game from me. So, and, and keep, up, up, man. keep up the KO reference in a yes. little way. With my phone, true story, we had two people on here, one of whom, Scott, who had the first question. He said, I wonder if Matt snuck that KOA reference in, hoping you were listening. And I'm like, <laughs> I doubt it, but at the same time, you know what? I can flatter myself in that regard. I, I gotta, I gotta somehow, I gotta somehow bring in a KO and Mike Luke reference in the same sentence during a game. You know, I mean, that's, we can, you know what? We can. I got your number. We can, we can strategize and try to make that work. Yeah. All, All right. right. He's Matt Mulebach. I'm Mike Luke. Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.